On this episode of DC On Screen, a Batman the Animated Series sequel is rumored to be in the works at HBO Max. We want it to be great, but we have some reasons it might not scratch the itch you think it will. Also, we stand with Ray Fisher, but Warner Media stands with Walter Hamada and Jeff Johns. Plus, we make our draft picks for the Suicide Squad Deadpool as suggested by DC On Screen super listener J. Scotty St. Clair. All that and so much more, coming up right after these enchanted murmurs from emaciated monks with amputated tongues. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Look around you. That car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 624. This is the podcast where we talk about the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game. So beware of spoilers, and welcome to the show. I'm David C. Robertson, and this, the man who once chased his great aunt with a steak knife because she wouldn't take him to Outback Steakhouse, Jason Goss. When you read Outback, it felt like you were reading off a police report. <laughs> like it felt like you just turned the page and went, and so and so to Outback Steakhouse. Yeah, like part of your brain was expecting to be like because she wouldn't take him to Shoney's Outback Steakhouse. I think it's even funnier Ooh. that your brain went to Shoney's. Should have been Chili's, I guess maybe. Or... <laughs> well, Outback does have that blooming onion. I mean, I thought that was Chili's thing originally. Oh, I have no idea. I don't, I don't remember Chili's having that. Yeah, I liked uh, that Chili's thing. What did they have? It's like a little skillet that came out. They had like a, uh, beans, like cheesy beans and a skillet. <laughs> so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> they would melt anything over anything and put it on iron and bring it to you. Fantastic. For a price, for sure. Yeah. Bring me some like, uh, you know, satchel of corn chips. Here's the annoying part. Yeah. is like even <laughs> saying the word Chili's, you... You know, like, you have the song in your head, right? <laughs> yeah. Of course. The Baby Back Ribs? Yes, of course. Song? Yes. I don't actually want to do it in case someone has escaped this fate. No. It's, I mean, I'll you know. spare them, but. <laughs> you got to give the marketing credit, man. I mean. Yeah. It's been 25 uh, years, I think, since I first heard that song. 20, yeah, 25 years. <laughs> that was, yeah. It was good marketing. <laughs> and, you know, looking back, the funny part. Is they mm-hmm. had all these, uh, they had these uh, people performing it on the commercial mm-hmm. as though they were part of the crew, just singing along, you know, and it was kind of, it had like an acapella kind of feel to it, a little bit of barbershop kind of thing going on. A little bit. And the part that cracks me up in retrospect is they had these, you know, actors pretending to be, ser- or, you know, backhouse workers and servers, uh, BOH and FOH, if you're uh, unfortunately very familiar with that terminology. 
And, it, you know, they had actors portraying the actual people doing it. And you had singers portraying the people who were acting because they probably weren't the actual actors who performed the track. And looking back, I kind of, you know, know from my own experience, you probably could have just walked into a random fucking Chili's and found people talented enough to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's food service. Do you know how many people are sneaking around in food service that have, like, incredible artistic talent? You probably could have just wandered into a couple, done a couple auditions, and pulled some out of an area and been fine. Probably. It's bothered me looking back. I still won't sing the song to save the couple of you who don't quite remember it. And uh, bless you. Bless your hearts. Yeah, and I'm not going to sing it because I don't want to. Before we get started, I do want to thank the patrons. Uh, $1 a month gets you every episode ad-free. $5 a month gets you that, plus whatever else we decide to record. We just recorded a whole bunch of stuff. We just, just a whole conversation, just rattling on. Who Mm, knows what we mm. talked about? George Harrison was in there. Eric Idle. I don't even know what all. Uh, Shirtlessness in general. Shirtlessness, yes. We did talk about douchebags who don't wear shirts. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And whether they're really (laughs) douchebags. Yeah. Uh, If you don't want to deal with Patreon, or if you already do and want to help us out even more, um, you can always go to dconscreen.com and click the donate button. And if you want to support the show and get some swag for it, you can check out our merch store linked on dconscreen.com. Right next to the donate button, it says store appropriately mm-hmm. enough sure or you can always leave us a five-star written review on apple or you could share us on facebook or whatever the things whatever just do it we're all the places because we're, You'll find we, us. We're, we're desperate for your help all roads lead to dc on screen well not all roads apparently <laughs> enough roads if you look for dc on screen read lead to dc on screen right right so, um, if specifically the, the one road you're looking for says that phrase, you will find us. Mm-hmm. So, uh, normally I would leave this for the TV section, mm-hmm. but this is actually big enough. It's not even news. It's a rumor, but this is big enough rumor and coming from reputable enough sources that I'm going to put it at the top of the show. And this is going to be the title of the, this is, is, yeah. Uh, oh, I know exactly what you're going for here. So apparently HBO max is, is looking at doing a revival of Batman the animated series. Yep. Man. <laughs> like that is like the best slash worst news I've ever heard. <laughs> Let's work backwards. Why is it the worst? Why is it the worst? Yeah. Uh, Batman and Harley Quinn. Um, oh, Batman. Right, the adventures continue. You're talking about some of the recent. Uh, okay. All right. The recent comics by Paul Dini and Alan Burnett are terrible. And uh, Bruce Timm's. Not his latest contribution because uh, Fatal Five or whatever it was was, was actually pretty good. Um, but Batman and Harley Quinn was just atrocious and weird. And uh, so, yeah. yeah let's, I, let's actually get to the news portion real I don't quick. have a lot um, of uh, love lost on that part. I, I get that. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've, I've made no... Uh, no bones about the fact that the, the comic book that they've been doing, Dini and Burnett, I, I don't like Burnett is apparently very much against Batman beyond. Uh, Dini wasn't there for justice league. So if they came in and started doing stuff, like it's, it's one of those weird catch 22s because I would not want any, I wouldn't want Batman the animated series to come back with Bruce, Tim, uh, without Bruce, Tim, Alan Burnett and Paul Dini. Also, I'm terrified of it coming back with those guys. <laughs> I'm terrified of it coming back. Period. Like I'm kind of like 
just let it be. But I'll watch every damn second. Yeah, a little bit. All right. So my immediate thought was like, oh, no, you mean I have to watch the entire thing again to catch up and make sure I'm refreshed before this happens. (laughs) Oh, Uh woe is me. Yeah. You know, but part of me was just thinking like, man, I mean, I I get it. There's uh, there have been things that I didn't vibe with at all. And, you know, what's happened since then? Um, There are things internally that they didn't like about what's happened since even just the original BTAS episodes aired. Mm hmm. So there's yeah, there's plenty of rock in the boat to to worry about, but plus yeah. it's HBO Max, and I feel like those guys just naturally want to gravitate towards like an R-rated type of situation, and I'm not necessarily against that. I don't but know, one man. of I don't know. I mean, they've got to spread their wings a little bit. It, that's fine, but maybe just to a PG-13 or something, because when they're left, I kind of feel like part of the magic. I don't even kind of feel like it. I totally feel like the magic of Batman animated series. And it was something that the the new adventures or whatever you call it, the Gotham Knights, whatever it was, Batman Superman hour, uh, those episodes didn't capture because they had a little more freedom, just a little more freedom on WB, on Mm -hmm. kids WB. One of the things that didn't capture that Batman animated series had was those sensors, the, the, the standards people hounded them day and night and they had to fight for everything they got to do and had to come up with creative ways to do what they wanted to do uh where you wouldn't see it on camera or on screen so to me you know that show was brilliant in many ways because it forced you to imagine the horrors of what was going on like the episode where gordon gets shot and we just see like Gordon face down on on the pavement, and Batman goes and he's like, "Oh my God, no!" or whatever. Like yeah. that was he like has the no eyes that that yeah. character can do. No. Or uh, Clayface, uh, the the Clayface Alley scene. Um, yes, the, they just the, had to show it in shadow a little bit. Yes, they have to show them pouring the uh, the uh, miracle salve or whatever it was. <laughs> I don't remember what it was called. Miracle yeah. salve. That's from Andy Griffith's show. Hope he was trying <laughs> to sell it. Anyway. <laughs> a bunch of snake oil yeah but uh yeah no like so i i kind of feel like part of the part of the beauty of that show and the one of the reasons why it really worked well and better than anything else in that canon is because they had those restrictions and yeah. they they kind of were forced to do like very creative storytelling i don't foresee them doing that on hbo max they're gonna let their freak flags fly they're gonna have tits they're gonna have you know, Harley Quinn strapping dudes down, like, you know, Nightwing down or whatever. They're going to have Harley Quinn farting in people's faces. They're going to have I was all the weird until shit. The farting. But I mean, they, I mean, they, they literally had her farting in the backseat of a car. I know. Like, and for long stretches. One of, like, one of my major grievances with that movie. But they, uh, there's part of me that'd be like, okay, well, let's see how this goes. And there's a part oh, yeah, of me that no. thinks, um, yeah, man, I just, if you if if you bring in the original people and they and and they try to get close to the original tone, I just don't know where the direction is going to be because this is still very much in the rumor phase. So I don't know where the direction is going to be as far as yeah. who's involved, uh, who's uh, you know uh, deciding who should be involved. I I just don't know what trajectory the thing might have at this point. So I don't I don't know. There's plenty of things I could be afraid of for sure. Um, and the, the, there's you know uh, well the, the news comes from uh, Fat Man Beyond. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mark Bernardin uh, said the rumor is that HBO Max is looking at making Batman the Animated Series uh, sequel. 
that they want to continue that forward. And Smith gets a big smile on his face, Kevin Smith, and says, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he says, I'm not involved, but I too have heard this. And I've heard this from very reliable people. When I heard it, I freaked out. And I heard this, I would say, a month before you just said it. I think that's real. I don't think that's a rumor. I wouldn't say set your watch to it, but as an idea whose time is not only coming, I think it came and it's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I think that's going to happen. So, um... <laughs> He is a man for imagery. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, that to me is a no brainer. You've got HBO max. You're already doing that amazing Harley Quinn show, which it is amazing. He says, you're yes. printing money. Uh, if you go back and do Batman, the animated series, uh, he says, you can't, you can't fuck up the legacy. That's for damn sure. You can't fuck it up. There's no reason not to do it. As long as you've got the key creative components, as long as Bruce Tim is involved, wants to be there. Um, I, th- I think you can. I mean, you're not going to destroy the legacy necessarily, but and I'll, no, I'll I mean, be excited I'm, and I'll be there. Especially in our times, the idea of destroying the legacy to me is uh, I, I've I've gotten over it to some extent. Yeah, like, I mean, when you don't look at Andy Griffith, the Andy Griffith show, since I already brought it up. Yeah, since and it's on the table. You don't say like, man, those five years would have been great if the colored episodes weren't there. No, yeah. you just go like, oh, man, that show was great. Except for the colored episodes. Yeah, I get it. So with Batman the Anime Series, you'd be like, oh man, that show's great. Except for the HBO Max shows. Yeah, and that's, like, I feel like you can do that too. Where you, you just say, you know, hey man, I I liked the show uh, when I was a kid up to this point, And then yeah. I just didn't care for it after that. And that's fine. Like, the same way you say, you know, man, after season three, I just didn't feel like I was vibing with the show anymore. Okay, cool. Great. I'm Which, glad it you worked know, for you when it did, but... I mean, I enjoyed the fourth season. Don't get me wrong. I vibed with it. It was just... Oh, I'm not even talking about a specific season. I just meant, not the same. <laughs> I just meant a generic show with a season change. Well, I, I did say it diminished. I said that it diminished once it got to Kids WB and it went on to Nightwing and Tim and all that. But, I mean, those are, you know, 22 very interesting and... and Still had something to offer. Fun episodes. Had something to offer. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I loved it in the way uh, for for continuing the continuity and aging the characters up, and it was a great bridge to Batman Beyond, which is just phenomenal. Yeah. And see, that's that's another thing, and I can always think about this is like I can always go, well, if they start veering away from continuity, I can say, oh, well, this is just an offshoot. This is a parallel reality. That's fine because that's what we preach here, mm-hmm. multiverse. Um, but you know. Like, uh, like Dini and Burnett have been doing this comic and they are just trying to shut, they have tried to shove in as many things as possible. Like they're like, by the way, there was a Jason Todd and by the way, he's still around he's red hood now. And by the way, this happened and, and they just never said it anywhere. And also look, here's Jean Paul Valley and Batman just happens to have an armored Batman suit that he gives him and it's <laughs> the nightfall suit. And by the way, here's another, there's death stroke for no damn reason. And like, I just, it's just been like. I only read like the first issue, but I, I I get it. I mean, they they were trying to put a pin on some things. They're like, by the way, here's Lex Luthor wearing his kryptonite suit like ten years before he wore it in continuity. I mean, <laughs> okay. and I get it. Like, there's there's something to be said for trying to fit some stuff in and and do some fan uh, pleasing. I, you know, it, and and truthfully, like pleasing the fans on in this medium is something you should always have at least an eye out for. But here's the thing is I don't, I'm not, with that comic, I'm not sure that was them. I'm sure I, I feel like DC came to them and said, here are the things you have to include because we're making, they were making a line of figures called Batman, uh, the Batman adventures or something 
that was an offshoot of their animated series lines. And it was going to be like, oh, what if Jason Todd had been in the in, in the animated series? And yeah. it was the exact, all the people they were cramming into that comic were the, the figures that were coming out. Yeah, that has been a plague on this industry since well before our time. Not to say that I didn't want the figures. <laughs> they were good looking figures. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not part of the problem. I'm saying I didn't actively enable it. I think I did, but (laughs) (laughs) I get it anyway. So, uh, yeah, everybody out there, let us know what you think about the new Batman animated series sequel. If, if, uh, you want one, like if they do one, do you want it to be Jason? Do you want it to be set during the Batman animated series or would you want it to set, be set during the, uh, uh, new adventures, uh, bat, uh, you know, just pick up from there, Nightwing without a mullet or whatever. Or do you want it to be like, I would see, I would want it to be in between that and Batman Beyond. Yeah. For me, that's definitely where the story is. I, new adventures are probably, um, I don't know. It'd be a coin toss as far as, uh, are they going to keep that or, or not? If it conflicts with continuity, does, is, is that, you know, to be damned or whatever? And, mm-hmm. That will, again, if this gets beyond rumor and we get to hear some names of people involved, and granted, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm saying it's rumor, but, you know, Smith's, yeah, Smith's legit. I mean, it's not like I'm saying, yeah, it's just a rumor. Yeah, um, like all the shit he's been hearing about Justice League and stuff, he's been talking about for months, and a lot of that's coming coming out is true now. So. Yeah, he's not, uh, dude, this is, this is not a blogger. I mean, we're not talking about somebody that is talking out of their ass, for sure. Um, I'm just saying, if it gets beyond rumor to the sense that we... It, in the sense that we actually get to name names about who's involved, then I would be more comfortable taking, you know, taking a guess at what direction we're heading in. But that's it. Yeah. I could speculate about any version of it and I could say which one I would like. And what I would like is something between BTAS and, um, or the variations of BTAS and Batman Beyond mm-hmm. um, that uh, ties in parts of the story that are, are available between, between those pages. But, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to include or not include the new adventures or anything. Right. Or I desperately want to f- stuff on the find page. out. Yeah. I desperately want to find out what happened to Nightwing. Um, that was one of those things that we just like, we knew he went to Bloodhaven. That was about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, shit at the time I would have been cool with him having his own Blue Haven show. Yep. Oh God. I would have yeah. watched the season of that in a heart fucking beat, man. <laughs> I would mean, have, I would have watched it even if they left the mullet. Uh, yeah. Even with, I would, I would have been okay with it. Get Lord and Lester back and let's do this. Yeah. So that's another know. thing we haven't mentioned is one of the things, because if we're talking about a, like a BTAS revival of any kind, um, I don't know how expansive it would be. I, I don't know how much they would have to involve other voice actors, but man, some of the original voice actors get me a really good sound alike or get me the actual thing. Right. I mean, I ex- I expect Kevin Conroy just has to come back. I expect Mark Campbell, you better back that Brinks truck right up to his door. Um, <laughs> and don't get me wrong, man. I think you have to give him his, his due and his pay, but I think he would do this for something reasonable. I don't think oh, he would. Yeah. He's not going to make you sell the studio or take a second mortgage to make this happen. I mean, I think well, he, not- he would be interested in doing it. I don't want to hear Melissa Roush back as Harley Quinn. Like, give me Tara Strong. I know you. I know we can't do Arlene, but give me Tara. Yeah. Like, come on, come on. Yeah. Starting to sound like Job. Come on. <laughs> Tara is still super active. 
like mm-hmm. these uh, oh wait largely no. these are people that are <laughs> very <laughs> impulsive. <laughs> you were talking about a rhyme d page is that i was the, talking about something yeah, <laughs> these are all people that are super employed, super, I don't know, not necessarily available. I'm sure they're very busy, but these are people that could be contacted is all I'm saying. And um, yeah, it, it would be tragic in some ways to not have them involved. Mm-hmm. As Dude, many of them as you, as you can. Yeah. Exactly. As many as you can. I, It's not all going to work out and I'll accept that in advance. And thank you for I, trying. But I, I, I'll be, I'll be I honest. I trying. I, Man, it's tough because, you know, uh, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. is gone. We've lost him. Yeah. Uh, he was he was uh, Alfred. We've lost uh, Bob Haskins, uh, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. So, honestly, you know, if we were going there, if we actually did, like, I feel like I don't, I don't want anything set during the interim between Batman the Animated Series and New Adventures. I want it somewhere between New Adventures and Batman Beyond. That way you can go ahead and have Alfred have passed away. You can have Gordon passed away. You can actually have, like, you could do post-Tim, you know, becoming uh, Joker Jr. in, in uh, Return of the Return. Joker. Yeah. Um, you could really reset and have, like, Batman alone. And uh, limit some of your expenditures, which is probably Limit good. expenditures. Have Nightwing show up from time to time. A bitter, angry Nightwing. Yeah. And uh, really, really jump into like, you know, what does a post Joker Gotham look like? Like, what is it? You know, you can even play with some of the stuff from like Arkham Knight. You can play with, you know, have like maybe Joker comes to Batman in dreams. There's uh, so many things you can do. Yeah, I can deal with any of that. I'm on board. I mean, I like your vision here. (laughs) That way, Mark doesn't have to do quite so much. Yeah. And we could do like little flashback episodes if you want, you know, where like. I always liked that in Batman animated series where they like showed, you know, Batman, like Robin's reckoning, like back when he had like the, the black bat symbol and the pouch belt. Mm. Uh, but you know, before he did it again. It's like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, uh, I'm interested to see where it all goes, but so many of those people have passed away or it's just not in good health. I, <sighs> it's a tough one. It would be. And, you know, recasts, like that are easier than if you're recasting for a screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, sound alikes are easier than lookalikes and sound alikes for sure. Yeah, I don't just need Bruce Tim doing like a five second cameo of Two Face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> we we can probably get somebody who can really really dig in and do the voice or at least yeah, approximate the voice pretty well and, and move on. I mean, it's not like when Tom Baker took over. I, I didn't think he did a great job. I, I would still Troy love. Baker. True maker. Sorry. Um, Troy, Troy, Troy Baker. Baker. My bad. Um, I, <laughs> Tom Baker is the fourth doctor. Damn it. You're right. <laughs> and I would not have remembered that unless you pointed it out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's not like he didn't do a great job. It's uh, it's that we still kind of have our preference and uh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's even nostalgia based. I, I, I have no I, I, performance wise. I have no problems with him. It's uh, he would be fine too. I, look, man, I'm just saying like in, voice you you have some things you can there's some flexibility that you don't have in live acting yep. they can they can choose their shot here a little bit and, and that may work in our advantage mm. we'll see we shall see and it all could betray us horribly mm-hmm. you know what i would do instead of doing a revival of batman animated series honestly i would just make a new batman animated show 
but do it, set it in the Harley Quinn world and just make it that Batman and that Commissioner Gordon. Mm. I mean, I could get behind that too. That'd be a lot of fun. Or I would just do like a really like high end anime type of thing. Maybe not specifically anime, but you know. Yeah, I never liked the visual style, so I would I would object. But man, I could uh, I could also get behind like a Brave and the Bold revival. Like there's there's a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. if we're just talking about revivals or variations, eh, there's a lot of stuff that I could get behind. But seeing that there was an actual BTAS revival, even rumored and by someone who has some clout. Damn, that that was nice. Yeah. That was really nice. No matter how this shakes out, it will probably be better than nothing. We can at least say that. (laughs) I don't know. I don't either. There there is Batman and Harley Quinn. (laughs) I said probably. (laughs) All right. Let's go to some movie news real quick. Uh, Over to The Flash, Ray Fisher says Warner Brothers has officially moved on from Cyborg. He wrote an essay. Uh, He says, I have received official confirmation. First of all, let me just say this. He he posted like these two pictures of this essay mm-hmm. and he and his caption is please read. And my caption back to him is please proofread because there are some egregious typos in this thing. And mm-hmm. you would think you would think that if you you were sitting down, you know, uh, issuing something like this to a, uh, the public court of opinion, which is all he really has left at this point, um, you would try to appear a little more professional, but OK. I'm curious uh, now. I didn't know this. <clears throat> he says, I have received official confirmation that Warner Brothers Pictures has decided to remove me from the cast of The Flash. <clears throat> well, as I understood it, though, he didn't actually, he wasn't actually a part of the cast because. <laughs> it, I mean, it's gone he through like down. 27 variations. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it, he's been in and out as far as the rumors go. And yeah, he I says, I, I, str- I strongly disagree with their decision, but it is one that is unsurprising. Despite the misconception, Cyborg's involvement in The Flash was much larger than a cameo, and while I do mourn the lost opportunity to bring Victor Stone back to the screen, bringing awareness to the actions of Walter Hamada will prove to be a much more important contribution to our world. On December 30th, 2020, I made it clear that I cannot, with a clear conscience, uh, participate in any production associated with the current president of DC Films, Walter Hamada. The reasoning behind that declaration was twofold. One, Walter's purposeful attempt to undermine the Justice League investigation in order to protect his friend and former co-president Jeff Johns. Two, Walter's attempt to protect himself by contributing to the police, sorry, to the public dissemination of lies and misinformation about myself and the Justice League investigation in Warner Brothers Pictures' September 4th statement to the rap. Bear in mind, Walter Hamada interfering with the Justice League investigation is a completely separate issue than the investigation itself. And while Walter's behavior was not a point of focus for the investigation of the Justice League reshoots, his dangerous and enabling actions during the investigation process must be called to account. On July 7th, 2020, during a 57-minute long phone call with Walter, I made multiple attempts to ha- to have to have a him escalate Mm -hmm. my claims of misconduct against Joss Whedon, Jeff Johns and John Berg through the proper channels rather than escalate the situation. When initially asked Walter disparaged Joss Whedon and John Berg in an attempt to cover for Jeff Johns. When I alerted Walter that Jeff was in fact a major contributor to the issues experienced, including blatant racism, Walter tried, but to no avail to get me to reveal the names of witnesses and other specifics that could be used to forewar Jeff of the claims being brought against him. 
Walter even went so far as to sharply dismiss certain claims of mine as untrue because of his work experience and personal relationship with with Jeff. Uh, Walter indicated that he was briefed on Joss Whedon's problematic behavior well in advance of my speaking out on July 1st. That briefing likely came from Jeff Johns, with whom Walter served as co-president of DC Films. Regardless of how he was made aware, Walter knew that there was legitimacy to my claims against Joss Whedon, yet he persisted in trying to minimize and dismiss the situation, claiming that it is a producer's job to protect the director and that he was looking to move beyond anything to do with Zack Snyder's Justice League. It wasn't until I argued Walter down that he agreed to escalate my claims as asked, citing it as above his pay grade, knowing that he had overstepped and that I had to—I had no intention of backing down. Walter made matters worse by make, making a tastelessly self-aware joke about not wanting me to put him on Twitter about this. Well, here we are. I, I did read that part and I loved the phrase tastelessly self-aware. Mm-hmm. I did too. That's, that's gorgeous. <laughs> Despite Walter's best efforts, The Justice League investigation was able to expose the racist, coercive, discriminatory, and retaliatory behavior of Jeff Johns during his tenure with Warner Media's affiliates. It has also led to the more immediate parting of ways between Warner Media and Joss Whedon. While it may be legally and financially safer to quietly phase Jeff Johns out or to let Joss Whedon exit of his own accord, I share neither of those responsibilities. My responsibilities are and have been, one, to try to protect those that were brave enough to lend their voice to the Justice League investigation, and two, to use what little power I possess to ensure that the workplace behavior exhibiting, sorry, exhibited during the Justice League reshoots and its investigation never happens again. No one in any profession should have to argue with their employer for their claims of abuse racism and discrimination to be taken up the proper chain of command and no one in any position of leadership should attempt to dissuade those wishing to report such claims from doing so. Walter's actions have transformed this narrative from an investigation of onset misconduct in 2017 to the examination of the present day cover-up culture of Hollywood. His contribution to Warner Brothers Pictures September 4th statement to the rap was false, cowardly, and reckless. I maintain that Walter Hamada is unfit for a position of leadership and I am willing at any point to submit to a polygraph test to support my claims against him. I don't know how many instances of workplace abuse Walter has attempted to cover up in the past, but hopefully the Justice League investigation will be the last. And if the end of my time as Cyborg is the cost for helping to bring awareness and accountability to Walter Hamada's actions, I'll pay it gladly. Onward. Gratefully, Ray. Um, So, (laughs) man. Where to start? Where to start? Yes, I want Walter Hamada gone. Uh, as we talked about last week, he, I'm he there has, too. and I'm, I regret that only because, uh, he seemed like he was, he seemed like he was the hope for so long. He, he has seemed that way. Um, you know, I've heard, I've heard from, from sources, of course, this was before the, the, the contract extension that, uh, you know, they, AT&T was unhappy with Hamada, that mm. they were looking to, um, get rid of him and, they weren't happy with how he's handled this. They weren't happy with, you know, the amount of money Shazam made. They weren't happy with whether or not it was a hit or not, uh, or made enough money or not. Uh, we had somebody write into us somewhere along the line this week and tell me that I was wrong about that. And I'm like, no, uh, it didn't make as much money as they wanted it to, which, you know, they Warner Brothers yeah, thinks that everything has to be a billion dollars. Um, <laughs> it, it doesn't have to be a billion dollars, but it, it doesn't, um, but that's what they want. And, 
Yeah, it's what anybody wants. I mean, and and, and you yeah. know, you should want it. I, now, I get the Birds that. of Prey definitely didn't make nearly as much as it should have. Um, yeah, and you know they they were unhappy with the fact that he sold off you know part of the responsibility of Joker because it made so much money. He wasn't a fan of that. Sure. So just, the thing is, though, is like threw, last week threw profit down a well as a result yeah. of that decision. So last week we were talking about how he was. You know, his contract was extended to 2023. That's only two years. That is not, you know, uh, <laughs> it's not exactly, you know, what I would call a vote of confidence. But um, no, I mean, it's it's two years. It's not. Yeah. It, it, you're not uh, digging a foxhole with this person, but you're also not cutting ties right now. You, you've got some right. middle ground. And, you and were, also a you, contract extension, extension like that, you can kind of do a thing where you extend the contract and play with the payout amount. Right. Or, yeah, rewrite the contract so you can get rid of them. Yeah, I mean, you effectively just write it so that it's like, yeah, we're going to extend your contract for this amount. And you, you know, if, if, if for any reason it gets uh, terminated due to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, you, you know, this is the new payout amount. And, you know, for whatever reason, for whatever reasons that are involved, you can negotiate that how you you know, how you were able. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, honestly, I've seen with a bunch of college coaches um, and NFL co- Like I, I see this pretty consistently in football in general. Mm-hmm. Um, any other sport, I just don't pay as much attention anymore. But, yeah. yeah, sometimes you extend the contract a little bit and then you just, like, you know, the coach loses the first four games. And you're like, well, you know, we talked about it. We gave you a shot and um, get the fuck out. It was fun. <laughs> we gave you know we you know we all we all thought maybe this is how it'd go and you know here's 250 million dollars get the fuck out of here we're uh you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna erase right. all your emails get right you know, get you, somebody's already painting over your sign in the parking lot by the way mm-hmm. you should probably remove that car before we get it towed just saying you got about 25 minutes on average um, if you weren't tipped off have by your day. sign being pulled off of your door we did give you a voucher for a bagel on the way out <laughs> <laughs> and if you make it in time, the parking is validated. Here's a $10 gift card for Krispy Kreme. <laughs> so uh, Warner Brothers released a statement One via deadline. out fries. Right, <laughs> Warner Brothers via deadline says, as has been previously stated, an extensive investigation was conducted by an outside law, outside law firm led by a former federal judge who has assured Warner Media that there was no impediments to the investigation. Last summer, Mr. Fisher was offered the opportunity to reprise his role as Cyborg in The Flash. Given his statement that he will not participate in any films associated with Mr. Hamada, our production is now moving on. Warner Brothers remains in business with Jeff Johns, who continues to produce Stargirl, Batwoman, Doom Patrol, Superman and Lois, and Titans for the studio, among other projects. Then Ann Sarnoff, chair and CEO of Warner Media Studios and Networks Group, said, I believe in Walter Hamada and that he did not impede or interfere in the investigation. Furthermore, I have full confidence in the investigation's process and findings. Walter is a well-respected leader, known by his colleagues, peers, and me as a man of great character and integrity. As I said in Walter's recent deal extension announcement, I'm excited about where he's taking DC Films and looking forward to working with him and the rest of the team to build out the DC multiverse. All right, so... uh. So then Ray releases this uh, phone call with uh, with an investigator on Twitter, or at least a portion of it. Uh, let's listen to that right now. I know that this is a very time-consuming process, and uh, I know this has not been an easy one by any means. Um, and 
if ever there were any points in time where I seemed defensive or, or uh, you know, please. Ray, you've been I, a gentleman. You've been a gentleman, and I'll say you've been a man of your word. And that is what we have reported to the company, which is that you told us you would give us names, you gave us names. You told us you would meet with us on a particular day at a particular time. You never tried to reschedule it. You met us. You even gave us information after that. You've been a man of your word. You uh, are someone that we have found extremely credible. And the fact that you risked so much is part of what lends itself to your credibility. Um, and, but just also, um, you know, the facts speak for themselves. All right. <clears throat> Now, I'm not saying he is or that it was, but I could see someone saying that sounded really rehearsed. Did you get that feeling? No. Just just listening to it, I'm like, what what credibility does this establish? There's no proof that this wasn't manufactured. Um, well, if we go full spectrum with it, like where where did the recording come from? Uh, what right? You know, bona fides, bona fides do we have that? Uh, that was anyone mm-hmm. relevant on the other side of the phone and all that. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, and I I'm not saying I don't believe I don't doubt Fisher's acting and I don't know who that would be on the other side, but I'm sure he could find someone who would do it if they, if that was the goal. Yeah. I also think some of the, what the recording said, uh, would ring true here. Like <laughs> if you, you had, you had a lot to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, you have so much more to lose if you try to produce this thing. And it turns out to be crap. And oh my yep. God, it's going to be found out. Like it would be just the dumbest play if this was a shit recording. But you know, he's not, I have not found him, although I stand with him and I hope for the best for, for Ray. And I, I hope Hamada leaves and I hope he winds up being reinstated on the flash and all of the things. Uh, I don't feel like he has played this as well as he could have. I feel like at times he has been emotional, overly emotional and uh, said shit that he was hearsay for him, things that he didn't experience. Um, yeah, there are moments. It wasn't flawless. I but we've like, also seen a snippet of what's happened behind the scenes. And, yeah. you know, I have to assume for things have gotten as far as they did, that behind the scenes, he actually did a really good job handling it. Yeah, but, you know, it's if not been every a complete time. shit show, by now they would have buried him. I mean, yeah, he just needs to be more careful because, like, he's saying he didn't step down, but he did. He said if he said he's not going to be in anything with that has anything to do with Walter Hamada. That's stepping down. <laughs> well, no, that's stepping down. If you assume Hamada's uh, integral and not necessarily stepping down. If you assume that Hamada is just another piece, like I could play that either way. Schrodinger step down. Yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> if Hamada's as expendable as you, then you're not stepping down from the project, which is greater than you and he. Yeah. So I, you can play that either way. I'm good with it. I, yeah, I just, I guess I feel like you could play it either way, but I feel like he is being a little reckless right now. Oh, I mean, he could be, but he also, I'm, I'm a little bit betting on the fact that behind the scenes, uh, there is something going on. Uh, I'm not trying to be speculative here. I'm just saying that like for it to have gotten as far as it has in the public sphere and for as much as we know to have actually, you know, uh, been shown to be true in some ways. Um, either, I mean, to me, it seems like either he's just riding a certain wave to the extent that he's going to be legally, like actionably liable, or he might actually just be trying to tell his story and there's something to it. And it, and you know, old systems versus new systems and, and, uh, accountability and entertainment and all that. And dude, they're going to fight a little bit and it's not going to be a clear win 
either way because nothing ever is in the real world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you, it, I actually, for that reason, appreciate his message. Just greater than, not, uh, you know, yeah. absolute. Which, uh, you know. You just have to strive for it and see how close you can get because that's the real world. But I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it, it, it would be risking so fucking much to, <laughs> for that to not be something. And he's I gotten honestly, this far. Uh, yeah, he's gotten this far. And I honestly don't quite understand Warner Brothers play either because I kind of feel like, dude, if if, yeah. if if you do look at everything I mentioned before about Shazam, Birds of Prey, and Joker, um, now with this Ray Fisher stuff, if I'm Warner Media, I'm going, dude, let's cut. Let's cut ties with that. Let's just move beyond that. Because this narrative is not going to go away. And now what they've done is they've literally made it an ethical dilemma for fans to go see The Flash. Yeah, no. I mean, I don't completely agree with that. I mean, I'm watching my timeline go down this spiral down this rabbit hole of like, well, now I can't go watch the, the you know, <laughs> Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton run around with Ezra Miller because. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Ray but- Fisher and. I, I get it. And there's definitely a like a train of thought that can go that way. And I I, I, I feel like I understand it, but um, I'm open to hearing, you know, what I'm not seeing here. But like, yeah, I, I, I do completely get it. But it's also you do have to be able to remove and separate to some extent. Like, yeah, the, the system has a lot. The system has a lot to be changed. It's nothing we didn't know before uh, to some extent. And there are a lot of pieces in place that may be changing that system. Um you know, anything that even theoretically had something involved that was an ethical, it, like at this point, the Flash movie may be made and it never, you know, if you, if you knew nothing about it behind the scenes, might watch it and think, well, that movie makes sense entirely and not realize yep. anything's missing. And for you, that's not even an ethical limit to consider. But right. if you know the behind the scenes, yeah, you, you have these considerations, but it's, oh, man, it's, it's, it's real touchy there. Like you've, there's, yeah, there's a ton to consider, but we're also making some progress. And it's progress in a system that traditionally doesn't show a lot of good progress. And yeah, there's some serious bat steps bat, like happening right now, but there's still something to hope for. Right. And I don't think and that's I'm, worth forgetting either. Yeah, I'm I mean, not, it's not, yeah, it's not perfect for sure. Yeah, I, I am not in any way saying we shouldn't go see The Flash. I will absolutely watch it on HBO Max with everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> in 2027. <laughs> now you know it's it's frustrating though because I ha- I am seeing a lot of these people a lot of people go down the, like this this rabbit hole of of wondering whether or not they can actually legitimately uh, uh, support this movie. But you know the other thing to consider is that this movie is being made by a bunch of people who have nothing to do with any of this either. Like uh, Muschietti, it has nothing to do with this really, from what I understand. And, you know, you, you still want to support Ezra. Uh, I mean, if you, you know, unless you think he actually did choke that lady and I can't get into that because that's who knows, no that's, charges filed. That's all I'll say. No police uh, called, no charges filed. I don't want to quite be, go no comment, but I'll, I'll tell you that was a very confusing piece of footage and shit. I'm not sure what to do with it, but I'm not, confusing. I'm not quite ready to just, you know, condemn him. I'm not ready to condemn him. The, the footage is, you know, we, we've had people bring it up as like they weren't already weren't going to watch it. So that's fine. But because of that footage, but, you know, it's. I it's, get it. We the, said the at the footage, time, I really want more information about that. And it has never, <laughs> I've never seen it. Well, the, the, the uh, we did get more information. And that information was just like the person who, the people who posted it said that the cops came or that the, the bar 
dragged him, people at the bar dragged him outside and waited. And he stood there waiting in the snow with with no shoes on, yeah, waiting for the cops to come. Time. I just don't think we got anything past that. But the cops never came. Like when you when they were when the reports called the cops, the cops said there were no charges filed, no police were called. We didn't even know about this. Yeah. Um, there's no context to the video except for a woman is laughing as he like appears to throttle her, and then people start yelling in the background and makes it seem like something bad now is suddenly happening. I, I don't know what to do with any of that. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, in the small bit I saw, I was like, yeah, that could have gone real bad, and that could have been not. I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know and what I would normally any of that means. The could be bad side of it, but I really don't know. <laughs> it was such a weird situation. Yeah, and I've been in enough bars and around enough drunk people to know, like, with impaired judgment, people do all sorts of stupid shit thinking they're just playing around. Oh, yeah. I've been there too. I've made my apologies for such things, but well, um, not exactly that kind of thing, but that's no, yeah. <laughs> another reason I'm deeply confused. Oh. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it was I saw. Yeah. I don't either. I'm at once disturbed and nonplussed. Like I, <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. It was, it was strange. Well, I mean, looking back, that's a little bit how I felt about that soundbite is, man, I just, yeah, if you want to, if you wanted to say that was scripted, I could buy it. I really could. Mm-hmm. There's no reason they couldn't pull it off. But I think there's a lot they're risking. And, you know, hey, they even hung a lantern there in the phone call. But, hey, damn, that's still just so much to put on the line. And then yeah. the other option is, man, maybe it actually is real and he's just pushing that hard. And the old engines that have kept turning that whole system this whole time that WB is now driving are just having trouble figuring out how to course correct, you know, effectively. And in a new era with new rules and uh, new uh, ways to engage <laughs> – like just fight, like they're just dealing with guerrilla warfare, man, and they have no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. That seems as believable to me as anything else right now. Yeah, it, it, like yeah, he may, maybe he's absolutely telling the truth. Like yeah, and sure he could have handled it better in certain times and protected himself a little better, I would say, in certain times. But shit, I mean, it's not like what he has said didn't kind of pan out so far. Yeah, so I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, we're still gonna. Uh, I'll still. You know, I, w- I want Michael Keaton to succeed in this thing. I want more Michael oh, Keaton yeah. Batman. That's a wish from I, my own childhood, sure. Yeah, like, I want more Ben Affleck Batman. Yes. Uh, you know, there are tons of people who are working on this thing. Uh, if this so, goes well, it it makes it has so much potential to make us very happy. Yeah, and you know, um, nothing is perfect. Uh, I do sincerely wish uh, Warner Brothers would just, you know, I don't know, get it together, man. Like, yeah, it's just it. They like there's been every every production, man. Every production, there's some kind of horseshit. Everything. <laughs> there's always some kind of horseshit, man. I'm just so tired of it. I'm just so tired of I it. I just like, want one clean fucking movie. I just want to enjoy the thing and not know. I don't want to know about what the What do you think is the closest shit. we've gotten to no horseshit? Probably Man is still for me, but that was like Oh, Shazam. You think so? Yeah. Dude, people have problems with the costume, uh the the you know, the subway hawking. Zachary Levi, just to begin with. Oh, but you know, I don't want Man Chuck of Steel, to be a, my hero. With Man of Steel, I was already hearing, you know, like, oh, Hack Snyder, Hack Snyder. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Like, people are already upset because, oh, the guy from Watchmen in 300 is going to do a Superman movie. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> where at the time I was like, the guy from Watchmen in 300 is going to do a Superman movie? Yeah. I was, I was. Where do I sign up for that one? Yeah, I was pleased with that. I I'll buy open tickets right now. Um, 
and I loved the little teaser of the kid running around, of little Clark running around with his cape. I was just like, oh shit. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. And then like all these asshole happy. naysayers were like, well, if he was a sore superhero, what is he aspiring to? I'm like, freaking dicks. There can still be comic <laughs> books in this world. Shut up. Uh, dude, the mouth eats the tail eventually too. Like, yeah, maybe he didn't aspire to anything for any reason, but. And shit. now with BVS, we could say that in the teaser, he was being Batman. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> he was about 10. He's about 30 in Man of Steel. Yeah. So Bruce would have been working for 20 years, he said. Shit, yeah. Hell yeah. Hells yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of ways to make that work without having to fuck anything up. It's, it's, that one's, I don't know, it's not a. See, you're, 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 you can't just say like, oh, just because he was the first superhero in our world. Yeah. Means that he's got to be, no, shut up. I mean, we're talking about a race whose uh, genetic DNA was an entire, like, uh, you know, a, a third of a skull. Uh, you're talking like genetic memory wouldn't apply uh-huh. to a race like this. <laughs> I mean, you can do you can do studies on smaller animals where you can see the lifespan of them, and you know, in a, in a 12 month study or something. And sure enough, you introduce them to something that induces fear in one generation, and don't introduce introduce the next, and you can see like a response rate you can see a heart rate raise when they are introduced to that thing newly it's it's a weird thing like it yeah it's as though your genes adapt to uh oh that's that's terrible and your your spawn are uh subjected to it somehow and it, yeah. not in any kind of an environmental way like come on man the entire dna was skull was skull based you tell yeah. me this isn't possible i i saw i can't remember who it was forgive me if if it's you someone out there listening but um, I saw someone a while back on Twitter, I think, say like, look, Zack Snyder and Man of Steel and every subsequent Zack Snyder film uh, in the DCEU should get a pass because the man made it to where the entire Kryptonian civilization was uh, was encoded into a broken ass skull. How effing metal is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. And somebody has to free dive to like escape it. Mm-hmm. after uh, base jumping onto a flying object that they whistled at in hopes it would retrieve them. And I just laughed my ass off and thought, this might not be the best flag to fly. <laughs> Arguing that something is metal may not be the best way to win. If you're just reading the comics def- right now, it's... I know. It's a hell yes, hard win. Yeah. Hard hell yes. But, I just got a McFarlane death metal Batman. He's holding mm. the two axes. I'm very pleased mm. with it. That's that's a good look. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, to 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 move a little further on here, um, Fisher was doing an interview and they asked if he would be cyborg for Zack Snyder in Justice League Two, and he said, "I'd definitely pick up the phone. There's mm-hmm. no way I wouldn't pick up the phone. That's crazy. Even if he just called me to say what's up, that phone is getting picked up." He could he could be like, yo, I'm going to do a Dawn of the Dead 2, and we want you to play a zombie. I'd be like, just put me way in the back. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'll be there. We'll chill. Uh, <laughs> so, and that was, that was something I've talked about with a few different people. Like, you know, just because he's saying that he won't play Cyborg again for, or won't be in a production with Walter Ramada, doesn't mean he won't be in subsequent Justice League things. Because as I understand it, Walter Ramada has nothing to do with any of that. Yeah, at the time. So, uh, and 
Uh, last bit of movie news here, and I, I've seen a lot of people making fun of this and, and just cracking up over it and uh, Zack Snyder's screwed again. Ha 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 ha. He doesn't get what he wants. Mm-hmm. But uh, on, on Vero, he uh, confirmed, Snyder confirmed that they're going to release the Snyder Cut as a single movie with a solid four-hour uh, pre-credits runtime, and um, it won't be a series. So, um, and he also said that the poster and uh, the release date would be revealed soon. But, you know, as, as I understood it, you know, he wanted to eventually release it as a four-hour movie anyway. Yeah. Like, the... the Yes, he pitched it as a miniseries, but he pitched it to HBO as that, or HBO Max, at a time when, you know, they needed content. Yeah. Warner Brothers is releasing their entire slate in 2021 on HBO Max. They no longer need the content. Yeah. I mean, through, you know, circumstance and willpower, as most things happen, uh, I, I think it's a win for Snyder, man. I mean, I mean I this don't is think how a- he wanted it to be done originally, so... Uh, I don't see it as a win or a loss, honestly. It's a win for me because I'm going to be able to see it all at once instead of like (laughs) watch one hour at a time. Yeah, I I get that. I also get that he didn't want to have people wait on it a little bit too. That was just his preferred vision is all. I'm confused by all these people I'm seeing like on Twitter and whatnot bitching about how it's four hours and they're not going to be able to watch it all. I'm like, like, do, do you not ever pause anything in life? No, I mean, my favorite objection to it so far is like, dude, Netflix shows are 14 fucking hours a season and they drop on y'all at once and no one's complaining that, well, I can't watch that in one night. Like, yeah, sometimes you can. I mean, we all have fucked up nights where you sit down and watch an entire season of a show. But (laughs) normally you are like, if I tell you the next season of your favorite show is going to drop on Netflix, you're probably going to be there for, I mean, what, at least five or six hours minimum if it's a season of a show kind of thing mm-hmm. and possibly up to like 20. I mean, dude, why? I don't know. I, I don't know why that's not a complaint. And this is. Yeah. I don't know. The pause and power buttons work the same, but you know, I I've, I've totally wasted an entire night. I wouldn't say wasted, but, uh, spend an entire night watching a, a season. Like, Oh, freaking, I've done it. And I remember watch uh, most of the time. Do you ever watch end of the fucking world on Netflix? Yeah. Until, until like one scene, I was like, ah, I was already waning the last couple of episodes. I'm out. Mm, I'm very curious. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. I don't want to spoil it. Sure. Today. But um, yeah. But well so, into it. Yeah. I think it was like the first, uh, this first season was like eight episodes or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and my wife were just, we started it. And then at some point we realized, oh, the season's over. And we had l- the, the looks on our faces and the realization of what we had just done. <laughs> it was... I felt like we were like a couple of teenagers who in the throes of passion had gone a little too far and had accidentally slipped it in when they had fully intended to wait until marriage. (laughs) The shame on our faces. I was thinking more the like looking back and realizing that the pie is gone. Oh, no, no. Now, it did suck because we had no we had no confirmation. We had absolutely no confirmation that it would get a second season. And, uh, oh, it, that's it, actually worse. That does turn the screw a little bit more. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, no, 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 I didn't even stop to savor this. It's just over now. Which and it that's did have a I second know. season, and it was, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I thought it was interesting. But, um, 
everything had consequences. Yeah, I get the instinct though. Everything was, you know, so I, th I thought it was a good show. I'm very interested to see what your uh, what your issues are. Yeah. But um, anyway, let's uh, let's let's hit a break real quick, and then we'll come back and do a little TV news and, and get the hell out of here. <laughs> Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. All right, we're back. Uh, let's get into some uh, TV news, and then we're going to have some uh, listener feedback and a fun little Suicide Squad game that, uh, that uh, Scotty St. Clair uh, suggested. Um, Gwendolyn Christie mm -hmm. from uh, the uh, the Game of Thrones there. You know about the Game of Thrones? That's I've a heard. popular show. Yeah. Uh, she was in The Hunger Games and uh, Captain Phasma, maybe, from Star Wars. I don't know who that is, mm -hmm. but... Uh, She's in that. She's uh, <laughs> all coming out next season. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who these people are. No idea. Um, yeah, she's been cast. We don't know who as, but she's in Netflix's The Sandman. Mm. Uh, so that's that's exciting. Yeah, I don't know just, about her, and th that could be very exciting. I just don't know. Uh, yeah, it is just exciting to hear more and more news about Sandman. It is, and I didn't even know. I didn't even realize I'd missed the news somewhere along the way that uh, Tom Sturridge had been cast as as Morpheus, as Dream, mm. and um, I don't know that guy. But uh, based on the pictures, I'm like, damn, dude, you look like freaking Morpheus. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, if if Neil's okay with it, I'm I'm down. Cool. Yeah, and uh, this Gwendolyn Christie has uh, actually uh, worked on uh, with with Gaiman on a radio adaptation of The Sleeper and The Spindle. So, yeah. Woo. I don't know if I've um, heard those, but I'm going to put them on the Audible book list and see if I uh, well, sure. the show up. Sure. Uh, over on to The Peacemaker, the Suicide Squad spinoff, James Gunn posted this uh, a few days ago. Uh, five months ago while quarantining, I was almost done editing The Suicide Squad and had just turned in a draft of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 mm -hmm. uh, and was awaiting notes. Normally, I would try to take a break during this time and go on vacation, but with COVID, that wasn't happening. So, having nothing else to do, I started writing a TV series, Peacemaker, mostly for fun, as I didn't believe it was ever going to happen. I wrote a whole first season in eight weeks, and now, here I am in my trailer on the first day of shooting. I just thought that was neat. That it is. Was an, it's a neat little uh, peek into uh, how ridiculously talented the guy is. <laughs> and uh, also, the big news is Peacemaker's in production. Yeah. So, woo. <laughs> and, you know, he uh, made better use of his time than a lot of people did, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, um, Titans has cast Savannah Welch as Barbara Gordon. 
It says in season three, Gordon is Gotham City Police Commissioner. She uses a wheelchair. She used to be Batgirl until she was shot and paralyzed by the Joker. She has a combative relationship with Bruce Wayne. Her life gets more complicated when Dick returns to Gotham, rekindling their old romance and starting a new crime-fighting partnership. Uh, she is known for being in the History Channel's military drama Six. Uh, where she played a Marine who suffered an amputation in combat. She actually suffered an actual amputation in real life. She, in 2016, she, uh, she was hit by a car hmm. and she was already, uh, you know, acting and she's a, she's a musician. Uh, I, I dig the casting as far as looks are concerned. She's, she's a pretty girl, you know, uh, she looks like an Alan Davis drawing, hmm. which is interesting. Uh, I'm down. I, I liked everyone in Boyhood. Boyhood. She was in that movie. And I don't remember her specifically, but I liked everyone in the movie. So nice. we're good here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I like the character announcement <laughs> in general. But uh, yeah, the uh, uh, picking that part in the timeline, fantastic. That'll, yeah. that'll do really well in that universe. I'm yeah. excited for it. And I think like one of the... The reason I like point out that she looks like an Alan Davis drawing that has meaning to me for some weird reason. I know what the reason is like it. One of my first, uh, one of the first comics I owned that had Barbara Gordon as Batgirl in it, mm-hmm. because when I, by, by the time I got to, well, of age enough to have a comic book, she was already, you know, Oracle. And I was, I mean, I'm a huge Batgirl fan. I love Batgirl from the old 66 series. And I had not had a chance to get around to like comic book shops or pick up reprints or anything like that. Mm. But, um, the first, so the first comic I owned with Barbara Gordon as Batgirl was justice league, the nail drawn by Alan Davis. Oh, gotcha. So, um, you know, she was only in it for a short period of time, right before Joker used those gauntlets to pick her up off the ground and crush her right before Batman's eyes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. along with Robin. But it was fun to see her I for a second. Flaying involved too, but. I, I mean, there may have been. It was a bad day. It was a bad day. He used the gauntlets to make Bruce's eyes remain open. Yeah. That was a rough time. It was not not the bat family's best moment Mm-mm. uh so the batwoman and superman and lois crossover mm-hmm. is officially canceled covid yeah. look man schedules are hard enough right now it's, crossovers were uh just a victim of the circumstances mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh the flash has cast shadow hunters star um john core as mark stevens slash chillblane as a recurring role in the upcoming season. Uh, so that's weird and sounds lame. And uh, I don't know the actor, but Chill Blaine is lame. I, I you literally <laughs> laughed Generally. when you said the word. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, and he'll have his own cold weapons and the whole thing. Uh, I'm sure. Fairly- and I'm, I'm a little bit okay with that. I, uh, I don't know, man. There's only so many things you can come up with like in in the the realm of physics to compete with speed just the idea of speed i know here's the character description uh scientist mark stevens is a charismatic bad boy obsessed with cryogenic technology <laughs> you don't hear that very often but when well, he's not breaking into a good cr- thing we'll see yeah but when he's not breaking into corporate safes he's busy breaking hearts with his irresistible charm and roguish style <laughs> Okay, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Armed with his own cold weapons, he'll become a new thorn in the side of Team Flash as the DC Comics villain, Chill Blaine. 
that yeah that sorry that actively sounds yeah just that's a bad description it is sorry uh, it is i would love to hear if anyone has it an alternative reading of that I I just can't imagine it right this second. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's get to some listener feedback here. All right, our buddy Scott from DC Film Squadcast. He heard us. He heard me recommend to you Seventeen again, and he said I own Seventeen again on Blu-ray. He owns everything on Blu-ray. He does. I was gonna say that, but he's his own Scott Buster. You beat me to it. <laughs> we'll give him a little blue uh, ticket broken logo. <laughs> But it is a good movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you're right. I just, I don't know. <laughs> that, that might be a good point, Scott. You might need to come up with a, a, diff- a different uh, <laughs> a different way to recommend something. No, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I've, I, I, I respect the accomplishment, but, you know, but damn. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've seen his wall. It's a passionate man. My wall puts, you know, most people's to shame. His wall dwarfs mine. Mm, that is quite something. Uh, Giuseppe Vicaretti, good old Juice, says a mm-hmm. uh, question: How will you guys plan on How will you guys plan on watching Justice League? I plan on sitting through the full four hours, but I might end up watching it in one hour increments. I'm guessing it's going to be four installments for me in varying you know amounts until I can get it watched. Mm-hmm. And um. that is not a matter of how I would like to enjoy it. That is going to be a matter of like familiar. Uh, circumstance i'm just i'm not going to be able to get four hours somewhere to just sit down and watch a thing in my living room with my child like i i can't Mm -hmm. that's not a thing i'll have to watch as best i can as i can do it for a couple days is my best guess yeah and i i wish i could do that differently but that's probably realistically my answer um realistically without placing any kind of uh shame on any party involved i blame my child I understand. Okay. As long as we understand, I blame her fully. But realistically, without me personally placing Mm -hmm. any blame on any party involved. Innocent or not. I will likely watch the first hour over the course of about two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. um, Just because of starts and stops with uh, my wife. You know, we, she, she's a pause and talk and I get it. Uh, You know, I'd, I'd rather that than just talking over the people. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of like, you know, I, I'm very, I think I'm very ADHD. I still need to get tested, <laughs> but, uh, I get distracted easily. So I might say like, Hey, pause it. I need to go find, you know, a stick of cheese. Mm-hmm. And then I get lost in the kitchen for an hour and a half and wind up making grilled cheese sandwiches. Right. We, you know, things happen. Uh, and then my wife will fall asleep because I don't, I'm not sure a full four hours is in her to, to watch this thing. And then I'll watch the rest of it <laughs> and then look up and it'll be 8 a.m. Yeah. So, so, and then I'll be jonesing to talk to somebody about it. Nobody will be awake or everybody will be at work or something will happen like that. And uh, then I'll look on Twitter and I'll see people are shitting on it and I'll get discouraged and I'll go to sleep sad. <laughs> <laughs> Just a prediction. Uh, but no, uh, I don't, I don't know how long I'll have trouble getting it watched as far as like, I won't be able to have that much time, but probably most of it in one watch and just maybe like a couple on, you know, a couple rewatches on either end or something or in the middle, Mm -hmm. 
you know, I think within about six hours, I'll I'll have a, a pretty good four hour understanding of the thing. Yeah. Now, I mean, I would gladly just try to four hours is going to be tough, man. It's just going to be tough. It's going to be tough for me to like get situated. It's going to be tough for me to like, I'll be really glad to be able to pause it so I can go piss. Yeah. And probably if I'm being honest, shit a few times. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, just, uh, I mean, I remember bitching about, uh, be, because it was the theater experience, like three hour movies, uh, in game, even I was like, man, mm-hmm. I just, dude, I would not argue with an intermission. And it was a rumored thing for a second. And I thought I'm rooting for you. Like, I would like to have 10 minutes in the middle of all that to like go buy some more popcorn if I wanted to, or just go take right. this, whatever it. Yeah, man, that is a chunk of time. And I, I want to go back and do a, a theatrical rewatch and, and just to really like soak it in. And so I'll see the differences. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know. I'm not, uh, I'll tell you my only goal as far as how I'm going to actually view it is going to be, I'm not trying to stretch this out over some days. Like if it's available all at once, I'm going to, it's going to be everything I can do, every string I can pull to sit down and watch it fully in one viewing. And then, yeah, I'll go back for it. I'm sure several times Yeah, but just to consume it firsthand the first time I'm, I'm going to, yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can as early as I can. Yeah. That's roughly what I'm what I'm talking about. If that's four hours with two piss breaks, awesome. Yeah, you know my stomach does a thing where like I don't have to shit for days sometimes, but as soon as I really want to do something, that's when I've got to shit like fifteen times <laughs> in an hour. Like I just can't get anything done. I'm yeah. Just like, <sighs> <laughs> I think it's a nervous thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it could be actually. Yeah. It is. It's like a, a weird anxiety thing. I was like, oh, I've been waiting for Je- for Justice League for so long. Oh, I got to shit so bad. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Um, uh, <laughs> Steven Podcaster over on Twitter says, uh, what do you think of the rumors that Henry Cavill's Superman will appear in the Flash movie? I think it's a no-brainer, to be honest. But what about you? And what do you think of his future? I don't feel as fans we should have to campaign for his, re- as, for his return as we are. Uh, I mean, I don't. Uh, the guy's busy doing the Witcher. I don't think the campaigning is necessarily um, required. I mean, maybe well, it's I don't know. Useful. It, it apparently it's useful. Something that sure, they're paying attention to. So for sure, yeah, it's it's useful. But yeah, I mean, hell, I mean, if we were really, you know, instead of campaigning for Henry Cavill, how about campaigning for for Ray and getting Walter Amata out? Everybody's that upset. Let's. You know, we can't just like let's stop being so uh, scatterbrained in what we're campaigning for. Like Ray's over here drowning, and we're over here yeah, screaming about Henry Cavill. That's the thing, though. You you can't uh, pick what everyone's <laughs> focusing on. It. I know. Just work um, that way. Uh, if if Cavill's in Flash, that's fine. You know, at this point, you know, I've heard rumors that freaking Devito is going to be the Penguin in the Flash, and I don't. I didn't even like him in Batman Returns, so I don't. I, don't, I got nothing for that. I mean, if, if DeVito shows up as the penguin in some form or fashion, that's fine. I guess that's, I mean, like I said, I, I wasn't a huge fan, uh, but at, at a certain point I'm kind of feeling like, uh, when is this going to be a flash movie? Because so far it just seems like it's like Batman, <laughs> Batman. And, uh, you know, you hear possibly wonder woman, possibly Aquaman, possibly Henry Cavill. 
Possibly yeah. everybody. I, that's part of the problem is it could, it could be everybody. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it could know, be. Man. I mean, and, and if it is, I mean, it's not going to, you're going to have like the Civil War problem where they're like, it wasn't a Captain America movie. It wasn't. Well, no, it was Avengers, like whatever it was, 2.5 or whatever the hell. Yeah. I don't remember where they were. Yeah. Um, I never thought I'd say this, but here we are. Too many damn Avenger movies. I can't keep them straight. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it was one, two, three, and four so far. Nope, too many. Too yeah. many. My brain can't handle it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, every other one at least has a you know an identifiable number there. So uh, that system works <laughs> in general. Oh, okay, I'm overstating the problem, but... That's fine, but I, I I I do get the sentiment of it for sure. I'll I'll watch it. I mean I don't I'm sure. Let's have let's have Cavill. I I, I I'm one of those people who I don't care about there being a Superman sequel. Like mm-hmm. if they make it, if they come up with a reason or a way, you know. And here's the thing: if they say okay, we're gonna make Man of Steel two. That's that's what everybody wants to call it. Even though Man of Steel two was Superman, Batman mm-hmm. v Superman. I mean. Um, if they're doing a proper, you know, solo movie with Henry Cavill, uh, then everybody's going to start crying that Zack Snyder's not directing it. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's an, it is. There is a, no absolute win, for sure. No. Even if Zack Snyder was like, I have no interest in doing Man of Steel 2. Like, that was never part of my five or whatever. And I can say that because he said it. Five or however many movies plan. Yeah. <laughs> Even if no. he says it wasn't my plan, I don't want to do that. But they're going to be bitching that he's not doing it. I, I, yeah, there's going to be a, a, a section. I, I think the best thing is, dude, just let's get out of the Zack Snyder version of things mm-hmm. and see where it lands us as far as uh, if we're going forward with that. And only then, I feel like, can we talk about if it's going to be a straight, you know, Man of Steel 2 with Henry Cavill. Yeah, I I think... Let's get the footage we actually have out there first and then I, see where we go. And, you know, in the meantime, dude, the hype going into it, yeah, yeah, it, that that really genuinely does a lot of good. I, it, these are new days, and that actually matters now. Yeah, we can do the hype. We can do. I'm happy with cameos. I don't want to see, you know, Flashpoint starring Henry Cavill. Uh, no, I mean I, I really would like it to be a Flash movie because it'd be yeah. nice for that character to have his time. Mm-hmm. So, I, and I don't think I don't want to. I don't really care about seeing another Superman movie until we get things cleared up with Zack Snyder and we figure out what's happening with the Snyder verse as it, as it were. Um, so there's that, uh, the nerd man over on, uh, YouTube. Uh, and I feel like this is straight to me says, I like wonder woman as a warrior, but unless it's an evil else world, chopping off heads is too much for me. Yeah. I don't know. I dig it. Yeah. I'm good. I mean, if they're, if they're evil heads, I mean, if they're yeah. bad guys. Like, if she's just like running around fighting dudes and not killing them, and then she like busts into like a freaking warehouse where there's some like freaking dudes who are like sex trafficking, mm-hmm. off with their heads. Knock it out. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> no one's going to fight you on this one. Yeah. Make it happen. But that's me. Yeah. Uh,. <laughs> Randy at uh, Randy SF45 says uh, two episodes in <laughs> and wonder and WandaVision is a rare hit among Marvel's television series. I, I have no idea why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving on from that, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you haven't seen it and I don't enjoy it so far. So um, we're going to have to put a pin in that one. We will get back to you later. 
Yeah, probably on Patreon. You know, that uh, is normally where our Marvel uh, that is kind of goes. So, yeah. That is. And I left this feedback in so that we could pimp the Patreon. Oh, you devil, you. I'm a dirty dog. Yeah. Matthew Salvatore <laughs> says, what would your dream plot for Aquaman 2 and Wonder Woman, th- Wonder Woman 3 be? Uh, how do you want the stories to go? Um, without Walter Hamada. <laughs> without Jeff Johns. Mm. Go forth. <laughs> I don't care enough about Aquaman to care. What I don't have a dream plot. I don't know if I do necessarily... It, um except that some of the parts of the movie were deeply interesting. Like, I don't know what the hell black man is going to come after, but it'd be fun to make him, uh, you know, him and, uh, Bobo is equal standing in some capacities, uh, morally. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know where I would put that. I mean, I think if someone just came to me and said, Hey Dave, you have to write a superhero movie and it has to be Aquaman too. And I'd be like, then what will happen if I don't? And they're like, we will put this gun in your mother's mouth. I think I'd probably just rip off Wrath of Khan. (laughs) You got Black Mana as Khan. He's coming for revenge. Do some variation of that. Uh, (laughs) Maybe instead of like the Genesis device, maybe he's, you know, getting a hold of something that'll wreak havoc on the land. Some ancient Atlantean thing. I don't know. Just saying that bores me. Wonder Woman three. <laughs> you didn't make it that brain. I I, um, I, I do not have a enough depth in Aquaman to pick like what storyline I'd go for exactly because man, a lot of the storylines involved him uh, being around uh, just the beginning of the throne and I mean shit. Uh, some of the latter stuff or just snippets I remember about like losing his arm and stuff like that. Like there's some really interesting moments, but I do not have a lot of <laughs> arcs at my disposal. Yeah, just to grab one like that. But man, I mean, yeah. <sighs> like if they make an Aquaman movie too, or Aquaman two, Aquaman movie two. Mm-hmm. I'm an idiot. I say weird <laughs> shit. Uh, I'll, I'll be. I'm there for it. I'll watch it, um, and I'll probably feel roughly about the same way as I did as Aquaman one. If they keep up the content, and you know, Aquaman doesn't rape somebody. <laughs> um, also fair. I mean, I I would have said that before Wonder Woman 84, but now I feel that that's a real consideration. An asterisk you're going to put at anything? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm like, I want all the things. And then 84 came out and was like, well, not all. (laughs) I want everything. (laughs) Except the rapey stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Let's just just do another way of that. Uh, Um, Well, you know, uh, another thing I could say about Aquaman, at least, is I I think whatever happens, I want it to be Aquaman and uh, Ocean Master dealing with it together. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just those actors were phenomenal in the roles, and uh, shit, man, they uh, they were a lot of fun to watch. So, yeah, as long as we get to see them, I think I'll be pretty happy. Um, now as as for Wonder Woman three, I don't know. I uh, I I think you know uh, I've heard it bandied about that uh, they might come back to Cheetah. Um, I don't want any more cheetah. I'm good. I don't need another damn frame of cheetah. I let's leave her ambiguous. I'm good. I'd much rather see someone like Cersei. Um, yeah, that's I mean, just my own, you know, anything in the magic or uh, God realm there. And there's plenty to choose from. Mm-hmm. I can get behind that. 
And uh, what would be interesting is, you know, what, who knows? Like, you know, Gal Gadot's talked about how she want, wants to make Wonder Woman 3 have closure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be great if, you know, maybe Diana did do something that was a little, you know, uh, I don't know, universally immoral or something, you know. And perhaps the whole, like, perhaps the whole movie is about, like, Nubia taking over as Wonder Woman. Mm. I don't know. I'd, I'd be down for that. Like I'd be down with them being like, you've dishonored your, you know, bullshit and you don't deserve to wear that armor and stuff anymore. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they could just do something like that and, uh, have Diana realize like, well, shit, they're right. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And then of course there's gotta be a team up with the two at the end to fight, face a bigger villain or whatever, but yeah, probably Cersei if, it, if I had my way. <laughs> that <could be> long. <laughs> I don't know. I, I tell you this, I don't want Steve Trevor involved. Yeah, let I mean, damn, it was a great run, but let let that one lie, you know? Mm-hmm. Let it count. Uh, Dr. Steve at Weird Medicine asks, is the liver a muscle or an organ? Um, I, I thought it was an organ. I was pretty sure. Is there a punchline I'm, no, I, I'm I missing here? I, I thought I remembered saying something like that, but um, my take was... If it's a muscle, it needs to be stretched. And if it's an organ, it needs to be played. <laughs> I know you've been playing your organ for quite a while. It's a very flexible situation. <laughs> Lowkey in 83 says, long question. What do you guys think of a four film live action question movie? The first two movies featuring Vic Sage and are directed by M. Night Shyamalan. And the next two features Montoya and is directed by Edgar Wright. Short answer. No. <laughs> My uh, medium answer is second half. Uh, fuck yeah. Of course, it sounds good. Uh, I love Montoya question. Montoya question. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and part, Edgar Wright. Yeah. and uh, yeah. But um, part one of that. I, I'm confused. Think about it this way. <laughs> M. Night doesn't have to actually end the movie. Uh-huh. And that's where he runs into trouble sometimes. Right. I'm confused why it has to be this structure. <laughs> I'm, I don't know why M. Night has to be doing anything. Oh, I think he was just talking about splitting it up into like, you produce this half, this is where the script gets, and we're going to do that. Thing. Yeah, but like it's such a weird combination of Shyamalan and Edgar Wright. Like, why is Edgar Wright doing the Montoya stuff? Why is Shyamalan doing the Vic Sage stuff? Why is Shyamalan even involved at all? Why is Edgar Wright involved at all? I like Edgar Wright. I like Shyamalan from time to time. Well, I don't understand. In one kind of major storyline, it gets handed off to Montoya. I mean, there, like there's a whole arc there that I just. Well, I understand that. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, I understand that. But it, totally, it feels it's the, it's, it's, uh uh, strained as Burton and Schumacher, which by no. the way, if the man were living Schumacher would be a fantastic choice to do the question. Look at number 23, dude, like that, like gritty, weird retro, uh, detective conspiracy shit. Oh my God. Um, I forget about that. I'd be curious to go back to that one, but yeah, like I'm, I, I, I would like, no, they're to... very totally different. I, I'm yeah. just, uh, I'd, I'd be curious, like, I, I wonder how much it's different to see the first half of an M. Night movie and then see it turn into, like, all right, for instance, Hot Fuzz is uh-huh. like a mystery film and then it turns into an action film. Uh, yeah. And it's it's 
it's got a very like clear breaking point. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas a lot very of clear. the other, you know, the current trilogy in general has genre breaking moments, but they're scattered. Uh, this one's uh, structured in how it does it. Yeah. Um, you know, I wonder. Like in the in the first half, I think it might come across differently. In the second half, and uh, same thing. It's not a it. It's an odd question, but it's not completely out of order. I think there's yeah. something there for sure. I mean, I I just I I think I need to know. This question comes out it comes from the same place as that Ezra Miller video of him choking the lady. I have mm-hmm. no context for it. I don't know where it came <laughs> from or how it came to be. I don't know what it means. Right. Or what implications there might be for it. I don't know why Edgar Wright specifically with Montoya or Shyamalan with with Sage or why those two directors paired. I don't. I don't I'm so confused. Uh, but if I had to choose just on the face of it, on just looking at this question, I say no to both. <laughs> One because I want Edgar Wright working on his own shit because that's where he's. I think he's happiest. Maybe. Um, and he's actually given creative, the creative freedom to do what he wants. You know, and, if all um, I got out of that suggestion was an Edgar Wright directed, uh, like conspiracy based question movie, I don't care who was the actual uh, subject playing the question. If it was the unraveling of a great mystery and Edgar mm-hmm. Wright was involved, I, I would think you've got a good start. I mean, if, if, I mean, it's a good point. If, if they actually have like a solid mystery, oh my God. How about four films? They're all the question. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, take those four films and condense it into one. You have the plots from four different films, and you have the handing off from Vic Sage to Montoya, and it's all in the same movie. And there are four different plots. That's just a Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> and they do they do great mysteries. <laughs> yeah. So just one question movie directed by Joel and Ethan Coen. I'm good. <laughs> it felt like you're in an entirely different space from the question, but at least we found a spot where you're happy. Well, you know, it, it's an entirely different space from the question, but I, I reject the question. Like, I, I rejected the question, and then I rejected the premise of the question. Mm-hmm. And he said, what do you think of it? I don't like it. Mm-hmm. But that's me. I like M. Night, too, is one of those guys that I just kind of want to see him do his own thing. I don't... I feel like he is not done... He doesn't... I feel like half the time he doesn't do well with his own shit. Much less when there's a studio telling him what to do with an IP. Well, this is why I, I was saying, like, maybe the most brilliant part of that suggestion was putting M. Night in, the, in, in charge of just the first half. Maybe, but... Where know, all he has to do is raise a ridiculous question and somebody else picks up the pieces and makes it work. Here's the thing about it, though. I like the question enough. I'm not willing to risk it yeah. on Shyamalan. Period. Mm-hmm. Edgar Wright. Yeah, I'd risk it on, on Edgar Wright. I'd see what he could do. I'd be like, Edgar, what, 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 what do you have for this? <laughs> Let's just see. What do you need? 120 mil? Okay. Do you think you'd fight with the studio? <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah. Shyamalan, I have, like like I said, more than half the time. Not even half the time. More than half. He does not even get his own shit right. Where he's just like, you're like, what, what, what did you do here? What did you accomplish with Glass, M. Knight? Mm-hmm. Tell me what you thought was happening. Um, <laughs> yeah. So instead of I, me saying, well, I didn't know if I'd, uh, appreciate what they were going for. Why don't you tell me what you're going for, buddy? Right. And instead of risking never having another question movie or the question forever, or at least for the next 20, 25 years, or probably most likely my lifetime being eschewed as an unlikable, unworkable character. Mm-hmm. How about just don't put Shyamalan in the position to screw you over like that? Yeah. 
Because he's not, you can't trust the guy. Yeah. You never know what he's going to do. And then it'll be like the question isn't real. The question is only true in his own mind. And he'll do some kind of weird shit with the answer. And it's going to be something stupid. I don't don't know. uh, This is why, uh, you know, don't leave him in charge of second half. And then Bryce Dallas Howard's going to be there and she'll be blind and super hot as normal. But then there'll be a plane and she'll be like, what's that? It's witchcraft. And no, just no. Yeah. And then Ed Garrett will come behind later and nickname or something and uh, hand like. Uh, and then he'll quit Nick mid-movie. Frost a, a copy of a sheet of paper and she's a drawing in the back of it and it'll be fine. And people are calling Peyton Reed, asking him if he knows anything about the question. Yeah. No, actually, uh, Nick Frost to go out to an ice, cream, like an ice cream truck at some point, and that little painted version that was the shitty Spider-Man will just be her, and that'll, uh-huh. that'll, that'll wrap it up. All right. All right, Jay, Scotty, St. Clair. Uh-huh. Can you guys do a fantasy draft of James Gunn's The Suicide Squad members based on when and where they will meet their demise? What do we come up with? I left it to you and Scotty to hammer out the deets in direct messages because I don't know anything about sports ball. I don't know anything about uh, the fantasy things. I don't know how fantasy drafts work. Um, you know, I used to do that radio show, the entertainment Roundtable. Mm-hmm. They did like fantasy draft, like for movies and like the box offices. I never understood it. They just told yeah. me to pick movies and I just picked them. Yeah. I just said mm, uh, movies. I don't know how those systems work. I, I, I do know how fantasy, you know, sports work in general, but yeah. uh-huh. uh, we came up with a uh, very simple version of this to, to perform here. Simple because of me. Uh, also because of time, but. Uh, mostly but, me. But it, it, it mostly was <laughs> a very easy way to complicate, uh, to accommodate you on the topic. I watched seven seasons of the league, never figured out how fantasy football worked. Oh, they didn't explain that well at all. <laughs> and at times, frankly, they uh, contradicted. But I think we have a version here that's going to be more, uh, less fantasy football and more like middle school dodgeball. Okay. Well, just tell me what to do. All right. So here's what we came up with. <clears throat> it is, uh, I'm going to call it a suicide pool. It's kind of a... What you and I are going to do is uh, pick teams and it's just going to be like a one-to-one thing. You know, if uh, you know, you, you score one point or you don't, but what we're going to do is uh, we're going to go through every member of the suicide squad as it's been officially listed, mm-hmm. which is uh, 17 members as I have them listed. And um, you're pretty much going to pick who's on your team and mm-hmm. you want the people on your team who are going to die quicker. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go, you know, uh, we're going to pick the person we think is going to die the, the, you know, the soonest or fast. Anyway, so it doesn't matter when they die in the film. It just matters that they die by the end of the film. So we want the smallest suicide squad each when we finish mm-hmm. uh, after picking with this game. Right. Feels horribly explained. Mm-hmm. But uh, a couple, right. couple of fine you. points are uh, we're, we're going to go with the whole idea that, you know, if they are reasonably dead on screen, it if we can presume that they are dead, we're going to assume they're dead. If, if anything is strange enough that we just absolutely have to, if some tiebreaker is needed because something's just absurdly gray, we'll probably just post uh, on Twitter. Like, Hey, do you think this person died or lived? And let that be a tiebreaker here. Mm-hmm. Um, short of that, I was just going to flip a coin to see who actually picked their uh, team members first, because there are 17, including the 
slightly ambiguous king shark and um it uh yeah you know it, one of us is gonna have a disadvantage numbers wise yeah any questions nothing uh when you when whoever goes first just picks the first person right yeah we just go back and forth after that that's all okay okay yeah. making sure yeah, yeah that's fine i got you and um, I sent you a picture of what I'd written down. So how many of those can you read? All of them. That's a miracle. It's, we had to have worked together all this time to have gotten us to this point. Yeah. No, I've, I've actually, I think I've, well, maybe I, I gave them back to you. I think I found some notebooks that had some of your writing in it. I went, oh, that's Jason. Mm. <laughs> no, and you can tell because it, it's uh, terrible. Oh, no. So is mine. It's just a different terrible. That's fair. But I could read it. <laughs> That's the kind of thing. I can read mine, but I have to almost go back and decipher it. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, I don't know. Like You should see some of Matt's notebooks. It looks like he's writing with his feet. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it, yeah, it's just, yeah. Uh, some of mine are just, it looks like I threw the pen thinking about a letter. <laughs> it's bad. And yeah, I get it. I, I see. I see that. All right. So I'm going to let yeah. you call. Uh, all right. So the way we're going to do it, we're going to add the points up, and uh, it's in. You're supposed to pick in order of least. So if you call it correctly on the coin toss, I have to go first. Uh huh. I think that's how that's going to go. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. I guess. I'm just going to say whatever. I don't know. <laughs> and you tell me what happens. <laughs> I mean, I think that makes sense. Uh, like. So if goes I, first if I, is going to have uh, nine people on their squad mm-hmm. versus uh, the other person is going to have eight people on their squad. So they have a numbers advantage. Right. Or you and I could just go back through uh, one of these. You know, let's do that instead. Which character do we both think is not going to die? I think that's pretty easy. Should we just mark out Harley right away? <laughs> <laughs> so we just mark out Harley right away. And this was all a fun consideration game. Now we're back to uh, if you win, you pick first, and uh, that's as simple as that gets. Ready? Uh-huh. Oh, I'm uh, picking my, uh, this is on the two-faced coin. So, um, scratched out heads or heads heads? Scratched out. Right, ready? Mm-hmm. That was regular heads. Uh, okay. Sorry. It's okay. <sighs> all right. So, who dies first? Damn, it's a great question. Um... And off the top of my head, I'm going to say this is not even the top of my head anymore because this is already difficult. Damn, it's a cast. There's a lot to argue for. <sighs> I'm going to say Weasel. Okay. I'm going to put Weasel in my call. Who you got next? Uh, Blackguard. You just want Pete Davidson to die or Davidson to die? I just don't. I don't see him living, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I should have listed this real quick. Uh Waller, Rick Flag, Harley, who we marked off, Boomerang, Bloodsport, Polka Dot, uh, I'm just all in shorthand, Peacemaker, Savant, Joblin, Ratcatcher 2, Thinker, Mongal, Blackguard, Solsoria, TDK, Weasel, and King Shard, if anyone wants to keep track. But, all right, so uh, we got... I think Thinker, I think he's going to die pretty early. And really? Maybe definitely. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. The anticipation. I love it. Um... Hmm. I think Javelin. Think Javelin? <laughs> yeah. Old Flula? Absolutely. Gonna Borg the fuck out? <laughs> all right, all right. Um, now we're getting to, let's see. We've still got some Ratchcatcher on the board, some Mongol, Salsoria. Uh, I'm gonna go with Salsoria here. That's fair. 
because I think they might be trying to create a character. They've got a couple of characters they're creating, and I felt like you're going to kill one of them. Mm -hmm. And I just don't know anything about Solsoria, so I'm picking her right now. Yeah. I think it's a totally James Gunn move. I think it's going to happen. The guy's busy. I think Bloodsport's dead. He's out. All right. I think he's done. Idris Elba, I think he's gone. That's bold. That's bold. He Hell, he might even be the first to go. <laughs> first five minutes of the movie. Boom. And it's bold. Let me grab my pen. <clears throat> All right. What's uh, got left here? God, we've taken care of a lot of these people already, I guess. Um, I'm going to go with Fillion. Yeah, that's a good call. I don't feel like we're going to have him at the end of the movie at the very least. and I don't think so. That's the only metric, I guess, that's going to matter for uh, scorekeeping purposes. Sorry, Fillion, TDK, whatever, uh, arms off, man. Yeah. So who who do you have now? You said Weasel, TDK, Solsoria, and Thinker. Is that right? Yeah, Thinker, Solsoria, TDK. Yeah, that's my team so far. You've okay. got Bloodsport, Javelin, and Blackguard. Also, not bad choices. This is a team of people who are supposed to die. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Not, not bad choices as far as that goes. Um... Hmm. This is getting tough now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're into some big names and big characters. See, I would say Savant if it was played by anyone but Michael Rooker. It's hard to hard to kill Michael Rooker. And I know I've seen some set pictures of him near the not very end of the movie. that it hasn't been so. done. <laughs> no, not that he has. Yeah, by, by James Famously, Smith. by the director. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Polka Dot Man. You think Polka Dot Man? Okay. Yeah. That's, I think that was a good call, too. That's probably where we've gone next to myself. All right, so that's number eight overall. I'm just writing down the overalls in, in case that's interesting later. Um, all right, so now I've got left at this point. Uh, Waller, Flag, Boomerang, Peacemaker. You're leaving me with uh, Savant. Ah, Ratcatcher. Well, shit, Mongel. I'm, I'm, I'm taking Mongel on here. Mm. I'm staying real low on this list is what I'm realizing. Yeah. I'm taking Mongale. That's, okay. That's, that's going to be my uh, fourth, uh, fifth pick here for that's all right. likely to die. Because I'm taking Ratcatcher too. Yeah, that's fair. I'm I can see that. All right, so that's number 10. Over I now. just couldn't imagine. Like I couldn't believe you picked Thinker so so quickly because I just can't imagine they're going to kill Capaldi that quick. Like He's so great. Yeah, and, and that's part of what's influencing my decision thinking that so quickly. Uh, why why that occurred to me why it still occurs to me as a real possibility yeah um all right so now man we're down to just the the dregs of possible deaths i guess waller rick flag boomerang peacemaker savant and uh king shark uh-huh. uh damn mm, yeah that's rough uh king shark though <laughs> I was going to pick up if you didn't. <laughs> uh, I hate that. I hate picking it. I really do. I mean, it, you know, he's a, he's a CGI character. Yeah. That's a good call. That's always a good call. I think part um, of what's influencing me there is uh, we know on set it's going to be Steve Aggie. Aggie? Yeah. Well, he's said. the warden. Yeah, he's the warden at Bell Rev, I guess, or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, and we um, <laughs> we don't know who the voice is and for some reason something that sets me off there is thinking like man we we don't know who the voice is it it could be something that's really spectacular like something unsustainable i'm praying for ron funches oh god yes absolutely 
And uh, yeah, and it, I would even be okay with uh, it being some swan song for him. They kill him off the movie, and he doesn't show up in the animated again. Just yeah, that'd be funny. I mean, except that I just want more of him. So no. Other than that, other than the fact that he's delightful as shit, and I want to see more. Yeah, that would be just esoterically be a fun. It'd be a neat turn. All right. So I, I feel uh, sorry for what you have to choose from at this point, but I'm uh, gonna follow you. So <laughs> uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be screwed because I'm going Rick Flag, buddy. Mm, that's where I would have gone myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, similar, I'm going. Um, oh, shit, going Zavant. That's fair. I would have gone there next. I would have gone there next. And then I believe, uh, yeah, we're we're down to the nitty gritty, man. I'm just checking on what we got left here. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh all right. So we're down to uh, Peacemaker and uh, Boomerang and Waller. <laughs> uh-huh. And I am gonna go uh, Boomerang just because he doesn't have an HBO Max series attached, and uh, James Gunn said season one of Peacemaker, which would seem to at least allude to the fact that there may be a season two. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so that puts you with that 17th choice. And so it leaves me. All right. Uh, between Waller and. Yeah, just. I got to go Waller, right? Yeah, I would think. I don't think I have a choice. But I'll tell you what, just for fun, I'm going to go Peacemaker. That's what I would have done. You <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, do that. <laughs> it's like, I don't want Waller on my list, man. She's like the thing that everyone said was good about the first one. Yeah, it's just, it's, there's a part of me that thinks like, man, you could just, you could make an, uh, a prequel to Peacemaker just as well as you could continue the story. I know. I wasn't going to point that out. <laughs> I had better call Saul in my head. <laughs> I'm like, you can't do more than one season of a prequel. And then I'm thinking like six, seven seasons of Better Call Saul. Yeah, Dave. Sure. So uh, Harley Lives is the thesis we have here. Mm-hmm. Just just for funsies, let's go through it in reverse order. Uh, who we think is the most likely to die, apparently, given all of our votes. And uh, all right, let's see. We, we got uh, between us, we think Weasel. Then uh, Blackguard, then Sosoria, then Javelin, uh, then. Well, that was a terrible note. Where did I lose that one? <laughs> oh, nope, my bad. All right, so that was number three, Thinker. Number four, Javelin. Number five, Sosoria. Number six, Bloodsport. Number seven, uh, TDK, or, uh, you know, uh, Arms off man or arms off guy. Is it arms off man or guy? It's uh it is arms off boy, I think. Arms off boy, dear God. Um <laughs> oh, eight, arm fall off boy. Arm fall off boy. There you go. That sounds right. Yeah. Alright, so uh God, I'm, I'm sure people were very mad at us before that. Um I, I don't think so. <laughs> eight polka dot. Uh nine mongal. Got number ten rat catcher two. 11th most King Shark or whatever variation uh, he's being played by. Uh, let's see. 12 are up at Rit Flag. That's an inspired call, I would say. 13, Savant. 
14, we got Boomerang, 15, Peacemaker. Oh, nope. 16, Waller, and 17, Harley Quinn herself. Like, it, I'm surprised by some of the people that made the very back end of that list, but... Yeah. I don't think Waller or Harley will die. Yeah, that would be... Uh, I, I think they're good guesses. Yeah. Yeah. I also don't think Mongol or Weasel will die. Or Boomerang. Everybody else I think will die. <sighs> Here's the other thing. Those are Capaldi, also really good I think, guesses. Yeah, I think Capaldi will appear to die and then post-credits not be dead. Or yeah. he'll have uploaded himself to some kind of consciousness or some bullshit. <laughs> I, I mean, I would accept that as uh, an outcome here. Like... Like I said, so if somebody dies on screen, like you, you see the body, uh, like a, uh, like we talked about before, like doesn't have to be, you know, Roman cyanist exploding physically kind of thing. Just mm-hmm. if you're visibly, presumably dead, that is clearly one thing. If you're presumably dead, like you fell off a giant cliff and, you know, we, we never quite saw the body, but, you know, planes were flying underneath where the cliff ledge was. You're probably dead. There's that. Then there's, uh, you know, if somebody's revived or, uh, it, like I said, if it gets into a gray area where we don't know who died, we'll just throw that on Twitter and see if anyone wants to, anyone wants to tie break it for us. Yeah. We'd be curious though. <sighs> I mean, uh, and I'll, I'll test the order as, as it goes to, uh, it's going to be real fucked up. Like we're, <laughs> we were picking most likely to be dead by the end of the film. We weren't picking most likely to die in order of like the right. film as you see it. So, and you know damn well because this is how film films work. It's you know some of the people the high bills are going to die before the low bills and stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. it uh, it'll be interesting to see how this works out. We will keep track of it. I have a physical track of it here, and we'll come back for it. Yeah, post the results. Yeah, you can kill some of the people some of the time. But not all of them. But not all of the people all of the time. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. I think Abraham Lincoln said that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thing is, you can, but only one. <laughs> that just that reminds me of the uh, the talent show Wolf in the cartoons. You know, remember the cartoon where like there the people are seeing all the the talent people like the you know. And uh, the wolf keeps coming in and begging to, to audition. And finally they're like, okay, okay, we'll see you. And then like, he does this, he like, I can't remember what he does exactly, but he like, he basically eats dynamite and blows up and then shows up as a ghost. And they're like, that was fantastic. He's like, yeah, there's only one problem. I can only do it once. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> David Wings keeps, he just keeps posting cartoons on, on Facebook and it's, it's caused me to go down a few rabbit holes. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that one. <laughs> I like old cartoons. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. All right. Uh, what other business we got? What that? I think that that's it for me. What we just gonna come back to this in like a million years when it's out? Yeah. I mean, um, whenever it apparently streams, we'll revisit uh, the results and see where we are. Right. And you're you're saving who we all who we picked and all yeah yeah normally i eat the notes after the show but i mean i know you do that but gotta preserve these okay good you're like in battery acid oh no (laughs) no please as one does uh well i have a mixture of bleach and chlorine that i'm going to stand right over while i preserve Mm -hmm. these papers call and check on me in a few hours maybe send a loved one uh, no no (laughs) 911 
Can't, can't be bothered? I mean, maybe I'll shoot you a text. <laughs> Just <laughs> might call you on Skype, even though I, uh, even though I know your mic's going to be muted at that point. Right. No, you know, there is a possibility. You know, we don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I could shoot you a text and then I'd be worried because you're not responding. It's just because you've passed out. Mm-hmm. Naturally. Uh, I mean, sounds like you're on the verge of doing that here and now. <laughs> and I have been, I mean, shit, oh, like I was waiting on you to do the show good. and I fell asleep at my desk. So, I mean, I don't know if I'll be around in a minute. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, he's, uh, you know, I'll, if I wake up and I don't have any messages with Reddit links in them, I'll be worried. Ah. <laughs> that's how I know you're still okay. I would love to see that in a description of like a missing person's report. Officer hasn't linked me anything funny in 48 hours. I think we need to, you know, investigate it. <laughs> Addendum. <laughs> Officer, he hasn't linked me anything he thinks is funny. And you editing it after a long stare. I mean, I don't think that'll affect your investigation, but if you could put that down, I think it'd be more accurate. (laughs) I mean, go look for him. I'm just saying if... I want it put on public record that I don't think everything he thinks is funny is funny. I just, I need that there. Yes, of course he was my best friend. Why do you ask? (laughs) Have you never wanted to backhand a best friend? Well, then do you truly have friends? (laughs) Like seriously, sometimes you send me shit and I'm like, is the content funny or are the comments funny? Because the comments are pretty good. <laughs> what in the absolute fuck is, uh, am I supposed to be focusing on here? Yeah. And I'll be like, question mark. And you'll be like the comments. And I'm like, ah, yes. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> there are times where I wish I could just make a PowerPoint presentation for, for a thought I'm trying to have and send that instead of what I actually get sent. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but most of the time it's like I have three seconds maybe it'll maybe it'll come across well we'll see yeah off you go goodbye Link <laughs> now I'm just I've got that uh, don't you know that you are a shooting star song in my head <laughs> why because you're like you're you're the mama coming to the door with a tear in your eye and the link that you're sending off is going off to you know play his guitar oh yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what i would have thought of unless you had said that but anything else so reddit said so don't many. cry jason just smile and say goodbye <laughs> don't you know uh i, I can't don't you know no. Dave's going to wake up and not know what the hell you're talking about? No. Don't you know? <laughs> <sighs> He's so confused. I don't hear any more of this song. <laughs> You'll have it in your head all day tomorrow. I really might. I'm already resenting it going forward. <laughs> the tab's already started on that. Uh, well, I mean, it starts out where he got a Beatles record, right? So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it was Love Me Do. Mm-hmm. From there, it didn't take them long, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are DC on screen. <laughs> you can find every episode at dconscreen.com uh, or you can find our Patreon page through dconscreen.com as well as patreon.com slash dconscreen. Uh, you can go and check out our merch. You can go and 
donate money. You can, you know, look around and check out the broken links. Those are cool. Um, <laughs> Always. <laughs> I'm working on it. It was a large project. It is a large project, yes. I blame Blog Talk Radio for ceasing to exist. That was a hindrance. Right, Imagine, well. It's the equivalent of us waking up one morning and finding that our the bones in our rat leg no longer existed. Oh, my. Walking the, the, has uh, developed a situation. Oh, right leg. You mean right leg, right hip, and left lower spine? Oh, well, no. What I heard, and it, it might be due to the internet, it might be due to slurred speech on your part or my own uh, exhaustion. Mm-hmm. What I heard was finding that you had no bones in your rat leg. That- and I struggled. <laughs> Try- <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Dave, buddy. <laughs> I was like, why does Jason have a rat leg? Like what I envisioned was like some poor rat's leg on your end table and you wake up and pick it up and go, what the hell? This used to have bones in it. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) It was a stretch anyway, but to have stretched it into that. I mean, I heard rat leg. I wasn't stretching it. That's just what I heard. And I was like, that's just how you made sense of what you thought. What the hell? Is Jason talking about? Yeah, he's talking about not having bones in his rat leg. I, I don't. I, it's better than I can come up with because I cannot come up with anything at this point as to what that would mean if I just started. Oh man! Thank you for listening. I don't know what the fuck a rat leg would be? I mean, Until the- <laughs> what a rat leg is, but if I was trying to make it a metaphor, what the fuck is it? You understand my problem. I'm light, like- but, light, but quick and stretchy. I mean, <laughs> slightly larger than you think and bendy. Mm. These all sound like penis things now. I wish I were the type of person who had the balls. To name our episode, these all sound like penis things now. <laughs> and for the first two and a half hours of the show, no one knows why it was called. These all sound like penis things now. Oh, two and a half. We're almost at three and a half hours recording. Yeah, but we, we recorded for like an hour before the show. That's true. And then we took breaks. So <laughs> it's, it's a good, it was a good ballpark. Actually. <clears throat> I know. That's why I said it. Mm. <laughs> that's right i can be a no you too. got this one you get you get through that confident thing yeah i'm not confident i'm gonna be putting extra ads in the show to make sure it gets out to two and a half hours <laughs> <laughs> no uh okay well uh me and jason and uh jason's boneless rat leg mm-hmm We'll uh, we'll see you guys next episode, probably next week. But uh, you know, sometimes weird shit happens, and I hate saying next week indefinitely because. <laughs> but uh, it'll be soon. <laughs> Until we'll next time. We'll be back, Charlie. <laughs> Until next time, please tip your waitresses and keep some DC on your screen. Bye. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. 
Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. Forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.